Hello and welcome once again to another edition of Wellbeing. I'm Iris Nichols. More and more often when we visit our local GP, we find there is a practice nurse there to help. But what's their role in our overall healthcare and the running of the practice? Once again from GP Access, I welcome Dr Annette Carruthers and Leonie Tolk, RN. Leonie is a practice nurse with a Valentine Family Practice and chair of the GP Access Practice Nurse Advisory Group. Ladies, thank you very much for coming in. You're welcome. And perhaps we can um, start with you. With practice nurses, is this a new idea? Not entirely, Iris. Traditionally, there, there have always been some nurses working in general practice. And in the old days, it was often the doctor's wife who, who played a dual role as receptionist and nurse. But there's been a very significant change over the last 10 years when GPs who've been in short supply realised that the nurses could assist them in the care of their patients. Ten years ago, there were around 50 nurses in the Hunter Urban region working in general practice, but today there are 270. Where do these girls come from? Lots and lots of nurses have have trained. They usually go to the hospital system initially and then some will end up working in in community health facilities. There are lots and lots of nurses who also didn't continue with their career after after they married and had children. So it's a combination of, of, of people wanting to work more in the community, coming out of the hospitals, but, but also some people coming back into the profession uh, uh, having had a few years off. They retain their, their qualifications. If they've been out for a while, do they need to renew their qualifications? Yes, they do. Ideally, what you'd like to see is that, depending upon how long they've actually been out of, of nursing, um, that they would do a refresher course and that there are a number of uh, incentives and, and opportunities for nurses to actually undergo nursing refresher schemes and come back into the nursing force. And it's something that we would like to see a lot of nurses who are actually out there that have not uh, worked in the profession for some time to seriously consider. And when somebody comes back in to work into a practice, how do they go about getting in there? Do they apply to a central body like the one that Leone works for, which is a, an advisory group, or do they go to the general practitioner? How do they go about getting back in? Well, practices will, will at times just, just advertise in the local press for a practice nurse. But if someone has been out of the workforce for a little while, or even moving from the hospital to the community sector, the division of general practice plays a very big role in, in providing orientation for that person and uh, lots of ongoing training because the work is quite different, from certainly from hospital work. How do they go about getting their salaries? Is the doctor, he, she, Th- that's right. It's uh, it's one of the, the practice salaries. That, that right. So so when the doctor charges a fee, that goes towards all the, the receptionist and nursing pra- uh, salaries as well mm. as their own. Are the tasks, if you like, that the nurse will do, are they recognised by a Medicare number, the same as a general practitioner? There are a few items that that do have a Medicare rebate but but many others it's it's the gp who will the service with the nurse providing assistance to them to provide that service tell me more about general practices in the primary health care well gen, i mean general practice really is the cornerstone of private health care uh, around 85 percent of the population uh, visits their gp at least once in a year but General practice these days is changing. It's been impacted by workforce issues. There's lots of change in demography and morbidity in the population, the sorts of diseases that are are changing over the decades. And and there's certainly increasing consumer health expectations and, and expectations of services that they want from a general practice. So so general practice is moving more to 
to be about multidisciplinary teams where, you know, you have the GP, but you've also got the practice nurses and receptionist staff are all, all provide the services and, and support for, for the GP. Uh, nursing is a, in general practice is, is now really a dynamic and, and vibrant area and it offers a range of experience and provides opportunity to be part of that healthcare team, meeting the diverse primary healthcare needs of today. Leonie, what are the advantages of having nurses in general practice? Iris, nurses are playing an increasingly vital role in general practice and they have a special skill set that complements the GP. Practice nurses provide practical and professional support to GPs, increasing the capacity of the practice to adapt to change, and they play a key role in improving quality and safety. There's a steadily body growing of, of literature, both nationally and internationally, which reinforces the benefits that practice nurses can bring to the provision of primary care services in general practice. And these include um, such things as improved outcomes in chronic disease, improved integration with the acute sector, improved public access, enhanced consumer satisfaction, and their role in the practice actually allows a practice to provide an increase of range of services that are available to the practice and to the patients. Does this also allow for a doctor to have a few more patients registered to him in the fact that he's got help behind the scenes almost? You hear a lot, particularly in the shortage of doctors around the country, that there's a cut-off point where they just can't have any more on their books for the simple reason that just not enough time in his, her hours. So having a practice nurse, does that make a difference to that? Absolutely. And what we're, what we're finding, Iris, is that by practices actually having practice nurses working collaboratively with um, GPs, what it's actually doing is actually decreasing the GP consultation time at the same time, it's actually improving the patient outcomes. So therefore, what that means is that the actual GP is freed up to actually see more patients per session or per day. So tell me about the way the nurse would be involved in chronic diseases. What sort of chronic diseases? Usually um, female practice nurses? Are there males? No, not always. We certainly uh, have a number of, of male um, practice nurses within the profession. Uh, so it's a combination of both male and, and female, although I guess predominantly female, certainly at this stage. What we're finding now is that chronic disease management is becoming a very much a specialised area for practice nurses uh, to move into. And we have a number of practice nurses, certainly within the Hunter region, who are actually specialising specifically for their practice in chronic disease management. And their role is really looking at um, running often what we call as mini clinics, where they're looking at uh, seeing patients, particularly in the areas of diabetes, diabetes, coronary heart disease and certain cancers and the, the role of the practice nurse is certainly to look at um, how they could actually improve the patient's health, their outcomes, certainly looking at how they can decrease the number of acute hospitalisations per year uh, and look at goal setting and education with that patient of how the patient can embrace um, their own condition and look at things, certainly interventions like healthy diet and exercise that what we do know through clinical evidence that actually improves the patient's health. Do you find that in those circumstances that the patient will often come and talk to you and, and if they don't think they're making progress that they'll come and talk to you and say, you know, I really don't feel I'm getting anywhere. Do you have that sort of rapport with the patients? Yes, we do. I mean, one of the advantages of being a practice nurse is you actually develop a long-term relationship um, with your patients. You see them over a number of years, and quite often what actually happens is that the patients will tell you things because they don't want to worry their GP. They often think that the GP is too busy or that their issues or concerns are minor compared to what other patients may have. And so you quite often will find that they do tell you as a practice nurse things, and these are very important issues to understand understand as part of the overall patient's care and well-being. 
You're listening to Wellbeing, and my guests today are Dr. Annette Carruthers and Leonie Tuck. Annette, what do nurses do in general practice that we haven't sort of covered at the in this opening session? We've mentioned immunizations and are really now given by practice nurses and, and nurses are also very skilled at, at dressing wounds. Uh, we also find that many women prefer to have their pap smear provided by a, a female nurse rather than a male oh, GP. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. But look, the big change in recent times has been the expansion of practice nursing into the assessment and chronic disease management areas. We encourage all patients, these over 75, to have an annual assessment. And this is preferably provided by the the nurse in the patient's home. And it includes checks of, of patient's mobility, memory, their ability to manage their medication and safety in the home. And we know some people sometimes feel concerned about the, having to have this assessment, but, mm. but rest assured it's all about keeping patients in their home, identifying the risks and problems early and doing something about them. I've sort of come across this, not personally, but uh, some friends of mine, they had a, a practice nurse came around and they weren't quite sure whether they were not quite being spied upon, but they had that sort of feeling, are we doing something wrong? And one of the questions was, how much do you drink? They will have a, a glass of wine before dinner type people. And then they were reluctant to say that because they felt that, you know, that was going to class them as an alcoholic. This couple, I might add, were in their very late 70s at this stage. Does the practice nurse sort of go and try to calm their fears on that? There's exactly the sorts of concerns that, that I was referring to. Uh, look, this, these checks are very much preventative. And, and, and yes, having your, fr- your friendly practice nurse come in and develop a relationship is the key mm. to, to good communication. But it, it's about finding problems before they become big problems. And, and often just the, the keen eyes of a practice nurse can point out some, some slippery rugs or suggest a handle in the bathroom. Often quite simple things, they might actually become aware the patient's having difficulty managing their medication and they'll come back and bring those issues to the attention of the GP uh, who can then put in, in place some, some different ideas to help them manage. So in, I guess that what I'm hearing is that if someone comes round from the GP and says, you know, can we sit and talk, they're not there for anything to your detriment, but in quite the reverse in actual fact. No, and I think this is a key message for your listeners, actually, Iris, is that our goal is to actually keep our patients as independent and as home as, as long as we possibly can. And so as Annette actually referred to, the goal is that we want to build a relationship with our patients that they feel that they can tell us. Because if we can get to some of these issues earlier and we can actually look at interventions that we can keep them at home, as Annette mentioned, putting a rail in to minimise risk of falls and things like that, then again what we're wanting is our patients to actually um, be as home as long as they possibly can. What else do practice nurses do, Leonie? We've talked about them being in the patients' homes and coming out and having a look in the practice itself by looking after and assisting patients who have long-term conditions. What else are they involved in? So um, I guess the role of practice nurse is pretty diverse, but another key area is the care of patients with diabetes. We encourage um, practices to ensure that all patients with diabetes receive series of checks, which we actually call as an annual cycle of care iris. The practice nurse will often be the one who ensures that all the checks are performed. For example, the nurse will perform the blood pressure and foot checks and ensure the patient has had all the necessary blood and urine tests. Today what we do understand is through best practice and clinical evidence that patients with chronic diseases is we actually develop something we call as a GP management plan. And this plan is a master document that describes a patient's health care. 
It documents the patient's goals and what we do is we list the types of care required to assist the patient to achieve their goals. A number of health providers, for example, dietitians, physiotherapists, uh, podiatrists, etc., can also be involved with actually working collaboratively with both the GP and the practice nurse to help the patient actually achieve their goals um, over that 12-month period. Let's break it down to a, a session. Mm-hmm. And you have a patient come in and let's say they're diabetic. Mm-hmm. They're seen by, by the practice nurse, eventually go on and see the, the doctor. At the end of the session, do you sort of all get together and say, well, Mrs Jones was here, I thought that she was doing exceptionally well or, or I'm worried about something. So you have a, a session where you you would discuss the the patient to make sure you're all on the same wavelength? Yes, we do, and that's really important. What's important for us is working uh, with the patient is that they see that we're very much a close team and that, that we are all on the same page and giving the same key messages. And this is very much driven by the patient's GP and the practice nurse works collaboratively with the GP. It's not just at the end of the session. We also will discuss if the practice nurse is seeing the patient prior, if there's any key issues that the GP would like to raise or reinforce, particularly because the nurses play a key role in patient education and patient self-management. And so it's very important that the, um, the practice nurse and the GP are working very closely together to deliver a seamless patient care. Annette, when you've got somebody coming in that you're perhaps not very sure of, they're not quite telling you the whole story, what do you do in those circumstances? I think GPs over time become very skilled at asking the right questions to get the right answers. And, and you also observe the, the patient. There, there are certain clinical signs that, that can help as mm. well. Um, you mentioned the example of, of alcohol before, that mm. um, there, there are certain changes in, in blood tests and, and uh, um, even skin changes that, that can alert the GP to, that someone is actually drinking more alcohol than they're, than they're, they're telling, telling you about. <laughs> so, so it is a big picture. But we certainly do find that one thing with when nurses are doing assessments, there's also an over 45 assessment as well as the over 75 and, and the constructions of the GP management plans. They will often spend a more extended period of time with the patient and, and they are more likely sometimes to disclose things that, that they wouldn't necessarily disclose to the mm-hmm. GP. So, so that can be a really quite a useful way of, of building up a bigger picture of all the things that are affecting that person's health. Leonie, if, as a practice nurse, if you suspect that someone's not telling all but it's detrimental to their care at that particular time, how do you get across to the doctor while the patient's there that, you know, oh, has Mrs Jones told you about whatever? Um, is that ethical? Can you do that? Well, I think the first thing, Iris, is that um, it's really important that we create an environment that the patient actually feels very comfortable in and that we are not in a position to judge them. And often it's actually a matter of time, remembering that we have long-term relationships with these patients and so sometimes they may not tell you at that individual um, appointment they have, but the next time they come in you actually might find out more information. And so I guess picking up on your question whether it's ethical, um, remembering that we are all bound by confidentiality is part of our agreement in working within primary care and that if we feel that there are issues that the patient is at risk um, or is impacting their overall health then certainly um, we would discuss that with the GP and then as a team decide what is the the um, I guess the best option but remembering that we are not in a position and nor do we ever want to have the patient feel like we are judging them in any way other than we have their their health at our um, I guess utmost importance. So 
I guess what I'm hearing in all of this is the relationship that um, that you build on during the course of, of the time that you get to know the patient, and that's the important issue. Absolutely, and it's not just a relationship with the patient, but it's also the relationship the practice team has together working in what we call the shared care environment. Mm. I think it also highlights the importance of what we call continuity of care, that, uh, for people to have their own GP, their own practice, mm. and and you know be seen there over many many years, you you really have the privilege then of getting to know your patients very very well, and you're in a much better position to to assist them uh, on their journey in those cases. You're listening to Wellbeing. I'm Iris Nichols, and I'm talking today to Dr. Annette Carruthers and Leonie Tolk, and we're talking about nursing in general practice. Leonie, tell me more about what nurses are doing in general practice. It's not just looking after the care of chronically ill people. Um, it's You have other duties in amongst all of that as well, don't you? Absolutely, Iris. And so um, both Annette and I have mentioned a number of roles a practice nurse plays, certainly in immunisation, in um, dressings and in health assessments and chronic disease management. However, there are a number of additional roles that the practice nurse does play. And these include areas in clinical services such as triage. And that's where the, the practice nurse plays a role where the, the objective is to assist people to be seen in the right place within the, site, in the right time frame, particularly if we actually have what we call emergency fittings where we have some very or people come in, that what we want to do is make sure that they actually get um, seen by the GP and all the practice nurse um, as soon as possible. We're finding that practice nurses are also now playing a key role in data management um, and their role is, is very important in maintaining uh, recall and reminder systems to ensure patients remember to attend their appointments for things like their diabetic checks, their vaccinations uh, and also their pap smears. They also, Iris, play a role in coordinating patient services in collaboration with the GP. And this includes networking with other providers. And I've already mentioned a few, like mm. your dietitians, others are diabetic educators, um, etc. Um, we've mentioned that they play a very key role in patient advocacy, creating a, an environment where patients feel like they've been given the time and they can talk to you about issues that are concerning them, no matter how minor they may seem at the time. Um, and they also play a very important role in managing the clinical team environment, assisting their practice to meet relevant standards and legislative requirements. And this involves a whole lot of back office work that is done to ensure quality and safety. And these are things such as um, infection control and sterilisation, vaccine cold chain monitoring, records management, occupational health and safety, accreditation processes, maintenance of medical supplies... We've also already mentioned the fact that they are very heavily involved in promoting patient and care or community wellbeing through uh, education and providing health information. Um, and they also have a role in sustaining general practice by contributing to better management of human and material resources through building the practice capacity to adapt to change and also maximising financial efficiency. So you can see that the practice nurse's role is actually um, extremely varied um, and it's actually quite a large role today. Um, I was sitting there listening to you and um, having spent many years as, as a receptionist in a, a medical practice or practices, part of my job was to make sure that all the, the gear was there, that the dressings and the, all the bits and pieces that the doctor would need during the course of a session. I mean, it's just grown in, in proportion to, to those things that I knew. And I guess that's obviously for the benefit of the, of the patient and the practice overall it must make life a lot easier for the doctor to be able to, to concentrate on, on what's happening to the patient. 
Annette, tell me about the, the role of GP access in relation to nursing in general practice. Well, the Division of General Practice is there to support GPs and the practice in, in the care of their patients and the community. So we're best placed to support GPs in the recruitment and, and provision of ongoing support for the practice nurses. Uh, and, and for example, it, it's really important that, that both the GP and the nurses really understand the roles, the, the scope of their roles, but also the limitations so that when a, when a, a new GP is employing a nurse, we will actually spend some time with them, uh, helping them understand what are the ways in which the, the GP, the, the nurse can work um, according to her training. But we also provide a lot of training to, to nurses uh, ab- about their roles. There, there are certain skills like immunisation, uh, like provision of pap smears, that where there is a specific knowledge needed for general practice. Certainly understanding a lot of the extended primary care item numbers these days or, or mm. what is with each, with the over 75 assessment, exactly making sure the nurse understands what are the things that she needs to do to provide a, a good quality assessment at home. Mm. There's now, there's a child health assessment, there's an Aboriginal health assessment, there's a 45 to 49 health assessment, there's how to do the diabetic checks, there's how to syringe and ear. It goes on and on and on. On. So there's there's a really comprehensive program of education that we offer for our practice nurses. It's also about um, we have good links with um, the Australian Practice Nurse Association and the College of Nursing, and they also provide uh, um, support and, and, and define the role of, of practice nurses. Uh, it's important that we develop networks. We want the, the practice nurses talking to each other, sharing their good ideas, and also providing mentoring for new nurses. The only and from your practice, you said. You You've got two or three nurses working in the practice. Do you also network with practices elsewhere in in how you go about your daily duties? So that's a very good question, Iris. And I think as the day-to-day role of practice nurse is so diverse and, in fact, you are so busy, at times you don't have the opportunity to actually network with other practices and other, ne- uh, and other practice nurses. However, as my role as chair of the practice nurse advisory group with GP Access, it certainly is something that we're very aware of and what we try and do is provide opportunities with GP Access to uh, encourage practice nurses to network because, as Annette said, that quite often we'll actually have a lot of different ideas that we can actually share and actually learn from each other. And this would include educational opportunities where practice nurses have opportunity to network. Uh, We also look at encouraging practice nurses to be calling each other um, and actually building up um, their network and their community. What made you go into practice nursing? Well, it's a really good question, Iris, and I've got to say, you know, at the time I think practice nursing actually found me rather than the other way around, and um, I was looking for a, a role that was local that uh, could actually take advantage of my, my experience and my skills, um, but at the same time afforded me an opportunity to be flexible around my hours. I was, I was wanting to spend more time with our youngest son, and I actually was down at our general practice, and I uh, was seeing our, our local GP, and it was actually my local GP who took me into really seriously considering you know, practice nursing mm-hmm. and taking on the role at the practice at Valentine. I've got to say now, um, after being at the practice and actually taking on the role of, of one of our key practice nurses, I truly believe that practice nursing is one of the health industry's best-kept secrets. Um, not only does it take advantage of a nurse's skills and experience, but it also allows you to work in a close team where 
whereby every day you can actually see as an individual how you're making a difference within um, a very close team. And this is, you know, whether this is your contribution um, to how you've helped a patient with coronary heart disease decrease the number of acute hospitalizations they've been having in the past, or to see the beaming face of a a patient who's come in in the last six months, they've lost 15 kilos, their diabetes has improved, their blood pressure has improved, and their cholesterol has improved, but they feel great to knowing that you have actually worked um, with a family and you've immunised all their children, you've seen them all grown up, you know, you've, you've actually been there for all the trials and tribulations. It really is these long-term relationships that you develop with your patients, their families and carers, knowing that each day you are making a difference in, in the role that you're actually playing um, and that you do play a vital role within your practice team that makes practice nursing a real career pathway for nurses to be considering. What I'm hearing amongst all of that is you obviously love your job. Without a doubt. And you think that uh, there's a lot of other retired ex-nurses who could obviously benefit from from that sort of job? Look, I think that it's not just retired ex-nurses. And I, and I guess, you know, like my experience, practice nursing was one of the best-kept secrets. And I think that we need to get the message out there that it's not just a role um, for retired ex-nurses. However, I think that it's a key role that they should be considering. I also think that this is an incredible pathway for undergraduate nurses to be considering as they're actually going through the university studies to understand the role that practice nurses do play within primary health care uh, and the difference that they can actually make as part of a, a great team. Leonie, Annette, thank you so much for coming in. My guests today have been Dr Annette Carruthers and Leonie Tolk, RN. Leonie is the Chair of GP Access Practice Nursing Advisory Group. I wish we had more time to spend with both of you. I've enjoyed it immensely. And I'm sure that my listeners will also have learnt a great deal about the ladies, usually, who sort of sit out the back or in another room and wonder what they do. So thank you both very much for coming in. Thank you for listening, as always, and until the next time we meet, this is Iris Nichols on behalf of the team, wishing you well.